What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. I'm Dana Perino. I'm Jason Chaffetz. I'm Rachel Campos Duffy. And this is the Fox News Rundown. Wednesday, September 27th, 2023. I'm Ryan Schmelz. We are in the final moments of the countdown to the Republican primary debate hosted by Fox Business and Univision. You're running out of time to, to get that momentum. People are really starting to pay attention now. It's after Labor Day. It's the fall. Kids are back at school. Families are back home. This is when candidates really have the attention uh, of those voters. And so that's why the stakes are so high for a debate like this. This is the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Seven candidates will take the stage at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library trying to separate themselves from the rest of the field and try to play catch-up to former President Donald Trump. For some, this might be the last chance to prove to voters that they're the best pick to address issues like inflation, the border, and national security. It's going to be an amazing setup for these candidates, literally debating underneath the shadow of what once was Air Force One, uh, the, the plane, the presidential aircraft during uh, the presidency of Ronald Reagan. As Fox Business is set to host, Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern is in Simi Valley for the big event. You have just a beautiful backdrop. Uh, Simi Valley, uh, where this uh, Reagan library is, is breathtaking, just striking hills and mountains, fresh air. It's, it's going to be uh, a wonderful environment for an event like this. And what I think is going to be fascinating to, to listen for this evening is sort of how uh, the candidates perhaps try and thread their view of the presidency with that of former President Reagan. One of the big differences in uh, the Republicans' um, approaches so far, at least as it has been on this debate stage, is in foreign policy, right? And that's a big part of President Reagan's uh, legacy. One of, uh, you know, the, the way that, that President Reagan viewed foreign policy, not always in lockstep with where the Republican Party is today, certainly several decades down the line. Um, but it is for other Republicans. And how big a role does sort of foreign policy play into this debate, I think, is going to be fun to watch as we are here uh, at the Reagan Library. Certainly the economy, uh, inflation, uh, the approval ratings or lack thereof of, of President Biden certainly are going to play a big role as well. But, um, you know, one of the, the big dividing lines, and you know, from covering Capitol Hill, Ryan, is uh, the issue of Ukraine aid and some of these other foreign policy questions that have really shown uh, some splintering of the Republican Party and the Republican base right now. Right. Yeah, I think Ukraine aid and then I think uh, the deficit and how, how America should spend its money mm -hmm. are probably big things that these candidates will probably try to, to separate themselves on especially when it comes to just that foreign uh, policy aspect. We saw a lot of contention last time between uh, 
Ambassador Haley as well as Vivek Ramaswamy and some other candidates out there. So do we expect those to be the contentious issues again? Well, I think the economy is going to be a big issue. Certainly, this is an Fox Business Network debate. Stuart Varney uh, knows his stuff, knows the economy, is certainly going to be pressing these candidates for answers, looking for specifics. Um, the other issue, Ryan, that I think is also going to be an important one in this debate, immigration, the border, securing the border, reforming the immigration process, immigration laws in this country, a big part as well of what you're covering day in and day out uh, on Capitol Hill, a big part of the Republican platform as well. Um, this is a debate that is being co-moderated uh, by Univision, Univision. And so that's going to be a big issue, right? How do these candidates uh, have answers for what we're seeing uh, on the southern border and maybe not even what we're seeing day to day on the southern border? But is there a path for uh, more comprehensive type immigration reform? Republicans and Democratic presidents have both tried those over the last 20, 30 years uh, with very little success. And is there a path forward perhaps on that issue um, that that is going to come up in this debate? And kind of moving on to where the candidates stand, you know, there were certainly some breakout moments and some standout moments during the last debate. And we saw certainly we've seen fundraising boost from that. And we've seen some candidates kind of move their way into the top three or the top four and kind of remain dominant there. But no one's really touched that number one spot, which is still held by former President Trump. You know, what's at stake here? I I think you definitely can see. Haley, Ramaswamy, and and DeSantis maybe building off what they did last time. But for some of the candidates below them, this might be a last chance effort. Yeah. And it gets harder and harder to to start qualifying for these debates. That's the other struggle, right? These candidates, especially that are sort of near the ends here. Remember that the stage is set up in a way where the highest polling candidates are center stage and then they flank out. You look at somebody like Chris Christie, you look at somebody like Mike Pence, you look at somebody like Governor Doug Burgum, those guys that are at the end of the stage are starting to run out of avenues um, as it relates to polling, as it relates to fundraising. Um, to qualify for upcoming debates, certainly to have that sustainability to run a campaign in Iowa, in New Hampshire, not as expensive to run those campaigns as maybe some other places, but it still takes an awful lot of infrastructure. And donors are going to be looking at this early stage for that kind of sustainability. So is somebody like Mike Pence, is somebody like Chris Christie or even a Doug Burgum able to kind of make that case that they're worth a second, third look by some Republican voters who may be on the fence, may still be sort of shopping around for who that Trump alternative is. This is going to be a very big night, uh, especially for those three or four candidates. We're speaking to Fox News Radio's Jared Halpern about tonight's Republican primary debate. More after this. Yeah. And the funny thing is, though, we did think that this field would get even thinner when we got to the second debate. But yet we only lost really one candidate who lost one. Yeah. Asa Hutchinson. Yeah. Asa Hutchinson's the only one who didn't qualify. But listen, it does get a little bit harder. Doug Burgum got in um, on the final polling um, of of this one. We thought it was going to be six candidates. Burgum actually has. Uh, been able to kind of self-finance his campaign in a way. Uh, viewers of the Fox News channel have certainly seen a lot of Doug Burgum ads. He is spending money um, in places like Iowa and New Hampshire. He is spending money uh, to get some national airtime. But again, 
that is a strategy that can only be sustainable with money coming in. And so the challenge for Doug Burgum is to going to try and boost that name recognition even more and then give people a reason to say, yeah, let's give this guy another look because you're all right. We, we thought that there was going to be a maybe significant drop in the number of candidates who qualified for this. It was only one, but we don't know all of the rules for the third debate that we expect to happen in November, but it's going to be harder than this one. And this could be a last type of chance. Some candidates kind of rate their viability, decide whether or not to remain in the race on kind of these metrics on whether or not they're able to qualify for the debates. Once you're unable to qualify for that debate stage, it raises a lot of doubts about your viability as a candidate and whether or not you're going to be able to concede, move forward. And if you're somebody like Nikki Haley or Ron DeSantis or uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, who are not probably going to have much of an issue qualifying for the next debate, you're looking for consolidation. The best chance for those candidates to kind of bleed into Donald Trump's lead is to narrow the field, right? They they are looking for that one-on-one -on -one matchup. And so the challenge for them tonight is going to be to kind of prove to Republican voters that they are that candidate, that they are the candidate that should be going up in sort of a one-on-one -on -one matchup or a two- versus one, maybe a three person race uh, with Donald Trump, because you look at the polling, Trump's lead is large, right? He's got, depending on the poll, between 40, 50 percent of the vote. That means that there's votes out there that are not supportive of him. But those votes are going, you know, around six, seven other candidates at some point. Um, the the strategy for these other candidates is going to be to try and coalesce this and see if they can build enough momentum to start knocking some folks out. Yes. And, and, and kind of based off that, you know, we've seen the history of the second debate and what it can do. I think last time you saw 2016, Scott Walker, who was going mm -hmm. into the, the, the whole race as a as a potential front runner. He yeah. was gone after debate number two. Is this the <laughs> debate where if yeah. if you don't have that moment, you, we could start seeing people dropping out left and right? Yeah, I, again, I think it, it comes down to like if you can't build off this debate and get that type of momentum, you're running out of time to, to get that momentum. We're not that far removed now from the Iowa caucuses uh, at the beginning of February, the New Hampshire primary in February. Um, people are really starting to pay attention now. It's after Labor Day. It's the fall. Kids are back at school. Families are back home. This is when voters really uh, when, when candidates really have the attention uh, of those voters. And so that's why the stakes are so high for a debate like this. And I think it's important that you have the Fox Business Network able to press on what is time and, again, the most important issue to voters, the economy. It's also the issue where President Biden is most vulnerable. And so to hear these Republicans talk about the economy is probably something that adds a lot of value as they try and make the case for a general election. Why am I best suited to run up against President Biden? Because the economy is going to be the number one issue. And here's what I'm saying about inflation. And here's what I'm saying about government spending. And here's what I have a, a plan to boost manufacturing or whatever their pitch is, right? The economy is going to be the number one issue, barring some unforeseen development in the presidential race next year. This is a debate that probably is going to spend a large part of uh, its time trying to nail down some specifics on economic and fiscal policy. All right, Jared. And is there anything else that you're looking out for a specific issue that you're following that we need to be on, on the on our radars? 
Yeah, you know, I'm always again, I think foreign policy is one that that is important. I think Ukraine funding the U.S. role in the world is one that you hear President Biden talk a lot about. And polling seems to show that there is a lot of movement back and forth on that issue. And so I do think it's an issue that sometimes gets overlooked uh, because it's not the economy and it's not the border, but one that is going to be very important uh, moving forward into a general election. And again, I think the other issue that I hope comes up tonight and we hear a little bit more about is the issue of immigration, the issue of the border and what Republican candidates have to say, maybe not about specifics on border enforcement, which is going to be a big issue, but also if they see any path forward, bipartisan or otherwise, on a more comprehensive kind of approach to immigration in this country. Again, something that we've heard an awful lot about from Republicans and Democrats over the last 20, 30 years with very little movement on that issue. He's Jared Halpern, and we thank him for joining us on the Fox News Rundown Evening Edition. Enjoy the debate, Jared. Have a good time. Thanks, Ryan. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. I'm Guy Benson. Join me weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and guests. Listen live on the Fox News app or get the free podcast at GuyBensonShow.com.